It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, like, because when I shot, I expected to make it. So, like, I don't shoot kind of miss. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Canada, the NBA title is yours. We're going to the free top of the Hail Mary 3 by Mo Get that garbage out of here. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to episode number 790 of Locked On Raptors for Tuesday, September the 21st. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter, as always, at WoodleySean. And please make sure to give a little follow over to at Locked On Raptors, the show account as well. Starting to use that account account a little bit more often and uh, in actually engaging. And it's been nice and fun. So if you want to go and check that out at Locked On Raptors, if you are not yet following um other than that make sure you're checking out all of the locked on podcast network shows lots of stuff going strong right now baseball playoffs are getting close if you want to find the podcast for the baseball team you like and you get daily updates on that team you are in luck because we have that show for you most certainly go check it out uh with that let's get to today's podcast which as uh, mentioned yesterday is part two of a mailbag episode featuring our favorite Katie Heindel of the Dishes and Dimes podcast, of Dime Mag, of pretty much everywhere at this point, which is wonderful. Katie, how are you? Good. Nice to be back here. A brand new on a brand new day. Yes, definitely the same day. <laughs> uh, not the same day. As not we the did same the first day. Part. Yeah, we don't no. record in chunks. Never, Mm-mm. especially Mm-mm. in the off season when there's time to fill. That would be silly. Um, anyway. <laughs> You're, you're still good. I'm still good. Let's dive into the questions here, Katie. We have a whole bunch of mailbag questions still to get to. Again, a big thank you to anybody who sent questions in. Um, let's go with this question here from Marks Gasol at Socialist Raptor. Very good follow if you want to check out Marks Gasol on Twitter. Uh, the question is, what is the team city you would like to see the Raptors form a legendary rivalry with? This is something that has been sort of lacking in Raptors history, right? Like there's never been like a true hated rival before. I think the Atlantic division is kind of composed of teams that naturally hate each other a little bit more easily between like Boston and Philly dating back to their eighties battles and the Knicks and the Nets considering they're in, you know, New York together, the Knicks and the Celtics also obviously go back far. The Raptors being newer to the group, it's a little bit more difficult to sort of have that deep seated historical hatred, but Katie, if you're looking for a team, you would like to see the Raptors uh, get into some real sports hate with which team is that? I think it's tough because so many, everyone likes the Raptors, like Mm -hmm. because every player loves Kyle Lowry. I think they really like, you know, vets like Marcus and Serge who've like done time, like all over the league, you know, and they like the new young guys because they follow in their footsteps and they are, a respective, like respectable, like friendly bunch. So I think it's like a nice problem to not have, to have like a most hated rivalry. I mean, after this season, 
I would say it might be a bit testy with the Celtics. Uh, Mm -hmm. But if I had to choose just based on like, actually this would just be based on last year because who knows what the hell is going to happen with this team. But I think just in terms of like, when you look at polar opposites of like how joyful uh, a basketball team, the Raptors are to like, who to me is the most joyless style of basketball in the league would be the Rockets. I think that, that could be a funny rivalry, but that said, that who knows what the hell is going to happen to that team now uh if that system is going to be dismantled if they will try and somehow inject some joy uh into their team who knows but this is tough i mean i think it's like it's again it's like a nice a nice problem to not have yeah it definitely requires like repeated playoff matchups and the raptors have played pretty much different teams in all of their series recently. I know they played the Bucks twice and the Wizards twice, and obviously the Cavs were a thing for a while, but now the Cavs are no longer a thing and the Wizards are no longer a thing, and the Bucks may no longer be a thing soon, um, <laughs> depending on what happens this season. Um, I don't know what it is. I always find myself really wanting to hate the Miami Heat, even though I'm clearly rooting for them over Boston right now. It's just like, it's a fun team. Like Their games are always very good. I think Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry share a lot of similar personality traits, just being kind of deranged maniacs who put their teams on their backs and you know kind of operate the same way. And I would love if over the next few years, the Raptors and Heat could kind of get into a bit of a, a war where they can play each other a bunch of times. It sucks that we didn't get the Eastern Conference Finals that should have taken place, Raptors-Heat. Um, but like thinking back to that series in 2016 as well, that was a really good one. You have like the North versus South angle. You have two very good coaches in Spolstra and Nick Nurse. And I don't know. What do you think of that, Katie? Like a Raptors heat sort of dominating the next decade of uh, the Eastern Conference with like a heated rivalry, no pun intended. No, I don't like that because it would be too hard on me. (laughs) (laughs) Though if there's anyone who could like handle um, a rivalry while also like maintaining a friendship, which like Lowry and um, Butler have, I think it would be the two of them, you know, to be able to Mm -hmm. be like, you know, I've seen Lowry be like a real, a real piece of work on court to people who he is then just like, once the game's over, he'll just go over and give them a hug. Um, That's not something I would really probably be able to do. So I respect it. Fair but enough. no, I I have to reject. I have to reject that. I mean, I the real to. the real answer here, and it's tough because this team is not good and doesn't project to be good anytime soon. But like, if the Pistons and Raptors were ever excellent at the same time, that would be so awesome. You would have the Dwayne Casey Nick Nurse thing. You would have the proximity and Raptors fans taking over the arena down there. But if the Pistons were better, maybe that'd be a tougher ticket for Raptors fans to get, as opposed to just like walking into tickets because they're all available. Um, And like kind of two gritty franchises that I feel like would get into some real battles. And obviously they played a couple times in the early two thousands in the playoffs when it wasn't quite the same sort of, uh, they weren't really on the same tier at that point, but I um like because like the Raptors kind of caught the Pistons when they were a little bit ascendant, and then the Raptors were kind of fizzled out before the Pistons got amazing, and it's never really lined up. But if those two teams were ever good at the exact same time, I think that could be loads of fun. That seems like the natural one, you know. Mm-hmm. If you're looking at the Atlantic Division and like who everyone sort of naturally opposes, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah, I uh, Detroit is the answer. I think 
come to it. Um, great question. Thanks, Marks Gasol. Uh, we're going to continue on in just a second. But first, I want to tell everybody about rockauto.com, which for me is a go-to site whenever I need something to replace on my car because the mechanic is going to charge you a lot more money, and that is not cool. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They've got everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oils, and even new carpets. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, you get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate as well. It's basically like the easiest, most well-put-together site ever. You type in your car, your make, model, year and all of the parts that you need for a specific thing all come up different options based on their brand specifications and prices as well best of all the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers i one time got a gas cap off of rockauto.com for like three dollars it's great why spend up to twice as much for the exact same parts go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on there how did you hear about us box did they know that we sent you as well amazing selection reliably low prices all the car parts you're going to need at rockauto.com we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed 93 percent of employers agree indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent indeed survey and listeners of this show will get a 75 dollars sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash podcast just go to indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash podcast terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed all right, Katie, let's continue on here. This question here, bit of a cursed question, and he actually kind of reneged on it, but we're going to address it anyway. Uh, rank your least favorite potential Fred Van Vliet destinations. Uh, this comes from Dan Grant at Slam and Danny G, our former and future guest of this podcast. Um, and then he follows that question up with, or don't, that sounds horrible. We're going to do it anyway. Screw it. <laughs> uh, what are your least favorite Fred Van Vliet potential destinations, Katie? The Knicks, mm-hmm. um, most likely, yeah, I think the Knicks. We should sort of lay out, there are like, I think four teams that have like the money and potentially the motivation to make a play for Fred. It's the yeah. Knicks, it's the Pistons, it's the uh, Suns a little bit, and then the Hawks, perhaps. Also um, the Lakers. They don't have any money. But I've seen this, I've seen this uh, going around in the chatter. Oh, like every player is going to the Lakers, right? Like OG Ananobi signs with Clutch and he's a Laker. That's just the rules. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the Lakers would be the worst uh, if that is a thing, which I don't see how that could be a thing, but that's definitely the worst to me. I mean, for Fred, I think the worst would be the Knicks because at least like on the Lakers, as much as we would loathe that to see, mm-hmm. he would at least have some semblance of like a working career. Whereas yes. I feel like the Knicks, you're just like, here I am in this like, I don't know, like amorphous, like hell state that like nothing. <laughs> yeah. There, it's just like, um, um, oh my God, I'm trying to think of it. What's the place you go if you're like a Catholic and you don't go to heaven or hell? Purgatory? It's like a pur- yeah. It's like a purgatory. Yeah. It's just like a perpetual waiting room. Um, and you just like waste away basically yeah. there. It's a waiting room where you're also tasked with fixing R.J. Barrett and Kevin Knox, which sounds not terribly fun. Um, yeah, rooting, and rooting for deal, R.J., but man. Deal with like all these, I, I don't know, just like the lunatics uh, of the front office. 
just like probably always breathing down your neck, trying to be normal and talk to you. Mm -hmm. Just like not, I don't like it. Yeah. I should couch all this by saying like wherever Fred Van Vliet can make the biggest bag, I'm happy for him regardless if that's how he chooses to follow his heart. But yeah, the Knicks would be very disappointing. Um, The Pistons would certainly add to that potential Pistons Raptors rivalry. If we want to have uh, some synergy with the first question, Uh, (laughs) that would be at least interesting and be, cool to see him i guess partner back up with Dwayne casey although uh, it wouldn't be cool to see him go to a team that is destined to be no better than an eighth seed for the next 10 years um the suns would be like begrudgingly kind of fun probably because the suns yeah, seem kind of good that would um, be fun you get to learn passing from ricky rubio which would be cool um i don't know i oh, I, I don't want him to go anywhere <laughs> Yeah, it is a cursed question. Mm-hmm. We obviously don't want him to go anywhere, but then there are places just like, I think he would be, that would be beneficial to his career in a different way. Though I think ultimately like that could, that's to me staying in Toronto. Yeah. Um, you know, and basically becoming like the core of the next generation of the team. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that he has an opportunity like that anywhere else. Like obviously in Detroit, he would probably come to lead the team pretty quickly but as you said like what does that team look like you know mm-hmm. is it fun to lead a team that basically doesn't have an identity yet um like a new identity yet? Our identity is pounding the rock katie come on yeah i know like historically <laughs> historically i get it but i but i don't know what it is now um the suns you know he might actually make devin booker somewhat likable um <laughs> mellow him out a little bit yeah, i also i should note i really don't want to see him on the hawks i, I feel like that, i hate the hawks i don't like you that team them. yeah i just don't like their their like setup and their ethos and i don't think they're going to be very good and i, I don't hate them i just you know you just kind of forget about them they, they, they are probably more forgettable than they are hateable but i don't and know I don't there's something about the about hawks Fred. that rubs me the wrong way mm-hmm. trey young is fine i don't want to have to watch fred make up for trey young being the worst defensive player in basketball for the next four years that would be depressing to me so yeah no no thanks to the hawks Uh, basically uh stay in toronto freddie it'd be great and i also think that's the most likely outcome here as well like the raptors are incentivized i think to keep them so um this is probably a lot of fear-mongering for no reason so thanks for the question dan um (laughs) (laughs) dan also sent another question which is not necessarily raptors related but we'll get to it anyway uh dan asks tell me what historical figure or celebrity Jokic secretly has tattooed on his butt (laughs) i don't know why why again this is what you get for asking questions at midnight i guess you get the weird ones out but um do you have any thoughts on this katie (laughs) I'm just like, I'm like, what's a Serbian pop star? Um, <laughs> Serbian pop stars. I have no idea. They look, they look weird. Um, they have, there's a Serbian pop group called SARS. Yeah, just saw that. <laughs> that seems strange. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, so wait, what, like fame, any famous person? Yeah, or a historical figure perhaps. A historical figure. <laughs> I could see him having like an actor who played like a third tier character on Game of Thrones, maybe. Like uh like the guy who played Tormund or something like that. 
just like a, like, I really like the way that guy carries himself. He's on my butt now. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I want to pass on this one. I don't. <laughs> you know what? That's fair. Dan. Let me, it's going to come to me and I'll, I'll think like it, I'll think of it, but I think it needs to sit in the back of my head for a minute, you know? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Put it out, whatever you want. Uh, I will. I yeah. will. <laughs> Um, all right. A reminder before we continue on with a couple more questions to round out this here podcast, please make sure you are checking out the entirety of the Lockdown Podcast Network. We got so much great stuff for you. If you are a hockey fan, Lockdown Stars and Lockdown Lightning are covering the Stanley Cup final in great detail and uh, with wonderful expertise. So make sure you're checking out Lockdown Stars with Josh Clark and Kenneth Nash and Lockdown Lightning with Adam Denker today. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Katie, we have a couple more questions here. Uh, there's one question that's not necessarily Raptors related, but I'm going to make it Raptors related in just a second after we answer the original question. This one comes from our pal Sahal Abdi, the champion of the 2019-20 over-unders and prop bets contest on this very podcast. You can go and listen to Friday's episode to get the lowdown on how that championship came to be from Sahal. He asks, what is your go-to order at Popeye's? There will be a Raptors angle to this, but Katie, are you a Popeye's person? Oh, no, not really. Um, mm. And this is like basic as hell, but I really just like the biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not That's ashamed fine. to say it. Uh, That's fine. Yeah. Um, my go-to order. I, I had the chicken sandwich last week. I, it's very good. I don't think it's going to alter my go-to order. The go-to for me right now remains a uh, three-piece spicy tenders. I usually get three-piece. Sometimes I get five. If I'm really feeling it. But three, I usually get because oftentimes they will throw in a fourth for free. And the four is the perfect amount. It's just, it sits there. It's not too much like the five can be. And the three sometimes leaves you wanting. And oftentimes they'll just throw in a fourth because they're nice. Um, So that is my go-to with blackened ranch dipping sauce. That's the way to go as well. And then the best side dish in all of sports and fast food is the uh, red beans and rice. It's really, really good. And uh, so that's the go-to. Sometimes I'll just go in. Like there's one near my house that closes at midnight and I've gone in there before after maybe having a couple of drinks and going in and just saying, give me whatever you have left and they will oblige. <laughs> It'll be like some tenders and maybe uh, some like three sides and a couple biscuits. It's uh, they're good people at Popeye's. My question to tie this back into the Raptors, Katie is I don't believe right now any Raptors have a Popeye's endorsement. We do have Fred Van Vliet and Pascal Siakam with Jif peanut butter and Smucker's jam. We've got um, the, uh, obviously the Osmos thing with Norm Powell, but which Raptor do you think is in line potentially for a Popeye's sponsorship? If uh, Popeye's decides to delve into the NBA marketing waters. Uh, I think it could be Lowry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I think a funnier choice would maybe be OG. <laughs> um, 
And he'll just be like, you know, delivering his lines and his kind of signature deadpan or maybe mm-hmm. like every when they're like, well, yeah, we got a new, we got a new feature. Like whether it's like, I don't know what I, see, this is, I guess I'm not like good enough of like a Popeye's aficionado, but you know, when they come out with like a new special or like yeah, a new yeah. sandwich or whatever, mm-hmm. they'll just be like, I, I put you on blank. Oh, I put you on chicken sandwiches. Yeah. That's or whatever, good. whatever the thing is. Like yeah. I put you on like biscuits would be pretty funny. Cause I put it's you just on like, beans. Yeah. Like just something that's like existed since the beginning of time in yeah. my Cuban ag- agricultural uh, practices. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I put you on fries. Um, I think, uh, yeah. OG works. OG would work for a lot of campaigns and his, his like the tagline for anything is it's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> or it, it is cool. Like uh, the new chicken sandwich, take a bite. It's cool. And then you buy it because uh, that's the power of marketing. Don Draper's dream, simplicity, elegance, all of it. Um, OG. Yeah, OG needs more. OG needs to do the exact same liner for a bunch of different companies as well. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, good, good question there from Sahal. Uh, so I'm combing through. We had the Dan Grant questions in segment number two. This question is also from him. Uh, it's just a picture, which is we spoke yesterday about Nikola Jokic being a seven-foot bag of milk. Um, he sends a picture of a bag of milk with a smiley face that says nuggets on it and asks, what do you think of my portrait of Nikola Jokic? I don't like it. I haven't even seen it, and I don't like it. I don't like this strange body. I don't like it. I don't like the body associations. <laughs> We can leave that one there for now. Leave then. It alone. Yeah. Um, and uh, hmm. One more. But the tattoo. Question. The tattoo. Right. I figured out. Um, oh, okay. It's Moby Dick. <laughs> <laughs> the whale. That's what I think he's got on his butt. Tell me why. I don't. I just feel like he likes the story. Um, he's probably got like some like poetic and like philosophical and sal reason, just like, you know, I want the representation that of something that like, I'm always chasing, but I can never, I can never attain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, certainly an answer. Or like a Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> something Transylvanian. Um, yeah, let's, uh, let's wrap it up. One more question here, Katie comes from Ephus Pitch. He asks, let's say you could simply add Giannis to this Raptors roster. End of the game and you need a bucket. What kind of play are you calling? For Giannis? I, I mean, does it have to be for Giannis? Presumably there's Lowry, uh, Fred, OG, Pascal, and Giannis on the floor. Let's say that's the lineup out there. What are they running at the end? Of the, like, Say it's like the game last night, the Nuggets and Lakers game. Two seconds on the clock. No timeouts. You have it on the baseline. They got the Anthony Davis three out of it, obviously, because of uh, the aforementioned Plumley uh, screwing up horribly. But um, in terms of the Raptors, if that was their lineup out there, get X's and O's here, Katie. What are you drawing up? Just dunk it, baby. That's what I want to see. <laughs> I just want to see him like crash through the paint and like push everybody outside. That's why you have Giannis. Yeah. I want to see him do his like uh, really tough. His like tough flex after and his make his mean face, you know, mm-hmm. his like steam nose emoji face. I want to see that. Dunk Look, it. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm not sure exactly if this is like physically possible, but 
I think you need to draw some sort of play up where there's like off ball screens that somehow work to have all three of Siakam, OG, and Giannis converging at the rim for an alley oop pass from Lowry. And like Fred is somehow setting all of these, like this intricate network of screens to, to create that. And then it's just like a whoever catches it first type of thing and dunks it. But having all three guys going towards the rim, that would feels like it would be quite a mess to defend. And then if the team collapses down, the defense collapses down to take away that shot, then Kyle just gets it into Fred at like the nail and he knocks in a, a mid-range two after setting all of these screens to create that action. Just like some kind of stampede? Yeah. Stampede play? Yeah, but like yeah, an airborne like stampede. Yeah, because they're all trying to dunk it <laughs> on an alley-oop. Um, you should make me a coach, I think. Um, I think so. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I will say after I heard Vogel be like, what did he what did he say? He was just like basically like, oh yeah, didn't he say like the swagger? He's like it's going to be this uh, offensive swagger or like the swagger that wins us this game. And I was mm-hmm. like, it, this is what it is to be an NBA coach. <laughs> and paired with like the child coaches like when he was on Mike the other night and he was just like okay guys, okay. It's okay guys. The it's child okay. coach. <laughs> like Clearly, your assistants are doing all the technical work and drying up the plays. And then if you, it's just up to you to be like, don't worry, our offensive swagger is going to win us the game. Mm-hmm. Then, yeah, like you and I could be much better uh, head coaches. We could certainly be better than Boston's child coach. That's for damn sure. We would um, show some respect to the job and like dress appropriately Mm -hmm. basically for the position we'd tuck our goddamn shirts in and then if we did tuck (laughs) our shirts in we would understand that we don't tuck them in at basically or where our rib cage starts yeah i gotta say uh i tweeted about this but on the low post a couple weeks back kevin arnovitz just lambasted brad stevens for how horribly he dresses so this was in the conversation of should they go back to wearing suits when this is all over or should they stick with the casual wear from now on and kevin arnovitz's point was hey it's like an event dress up it's cool and a lot of the guys like dressing up like nick nurse likes dressing up um brad stevens cannot dress himself properly he looks like me when i was in like 10th grade trying to look like an adult and he he doesn't really understand like you said the concept of like a silhouette he doesn't understand tucking in at the proper height he doesn't understand having the right length of pants he's uh, horribly dressed and i can't stop noticing it now after kevin arnovitz went off about it so thank take you kevin arnovitz in for your that. work yeah brad yeah take some notes from uh all of the coaches you've come across so far in the postseason um well i guess brett brown's not really a a style icon or anything like that but like spolstra nurse mm-hmm. just dressing circles around brad stevens i mean i would argue even brett brown's more like pared down style like kenny kenny rogers the gambler style it works <laughs> to his like there's some authenticity there to his personality that's true whereas child coaches brad stevens personality is yet unemerged mm-hmm. we don't know what it is it has not matured or developed yet um and he's just like always, he just is just pouting and his, his clothes reflect that. It just, don't dress like you don't want to be there. Yep. I, uh, I'm with you there for sure. Child coach Brad Stevens. Um, 
get your shit together. That's going to do it for today's podcast. Katie, thank you so much for jumping on. Thanks to all the listeners for sending in some wonderfully weird questions and uh, helping us fill two days of content here in what is now the off season. We have no idea when the off season is going end, going to end. We'll be here daily either way, giving you all of this uh, juicy Nikola Jokic butt related content and more. Katie, do you have anything you would like to promote? um yeah i think people should sign up for our uh basketball um patreon so they can join our trivia tournament which is coming once the finals are over and it's going to be a lot of fun and it's probably going to be a nice thing to like wind down from this very strange um time of uh bubble basketball awesome um check out all of katie's work katie you're killing it I didn't say anything about my work. I said Wait, about what? our show. Oh, I'm very sorry. <laughs> I'm going to recut that. Sorry. <laughs> Look, okay. I got to I said so, sign up for our Patreon. I know. Yes. I know you were reading something. No. Well, it was reading something intense because uh, Alana, my lovely fiance, just got a new Apple Watch. And I guess she's testing out the emergency SOS function. And oh, so God. I got an emergency SOS from her. And I was like, oh, no. Uh, <laughs> Oh, shit. That's not yeah, good. Yeah, but she's good. She just said ignore afterwards, so uh, we're good. good. Sorry for not listening. I was uh, <laughs> fearful for my beloved safety, so uh, I think that's an okay. Yeah, go to the Patreon page for uh, basketball. <laughs> well, with that, knowing that everybody in my life is safe, feels like a good place to uh, to wrap it all up. Again, find me at Woodley Sean. Subscribe, rate, review to this podcast and all the other lockdown shows you want to support wherever it is you get your podcasts and uh yeah thank you so much we'll talk to you again on wednesday with another episode of locked on raptors now why don't you go and fire up an episode of locked on nuggets to get the lowdown on that team ahead of their big game three that's what it is game three against the lakers tonight go check it out thank you so much we'll talk to you on wednesday Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.